Hey guys, how's it going? This is our next episode of uh, Nightmares Explained. I'm your host Tarzan. And I'm Tarzan. I mean Steven. And you're Tarzan's uh, under host, like below me. You were my co-host. No, we're not co-hosts because you're a little bit below me. That's why you're called under host. You're under host. No, I'm not. He is. No, you're just a dick over here trying to make me feel bad. You're a dick. <laughs> okay. Hey, why are you turning on the switch? Because I'm going to be playing while you read the story. This bitch. I'm not going to be the only one reading. You know this. I know. I'll pause it whenever. I'll pause it whenever. Bitch. Fucking loud ass. Okay, I'll turn on the volume for you. Okay. So anyways, today we're going to talk about the Black Eyed Peas. And we're also going to talk about witches. Yeah, we could talk about how the Black Eyed Peas sold out. Aren't the Black Eyed Peas those guys that are holding the coffin? They're holding the what? The coffin? No. Is that what they call them? That's not Will I Am? That's not Will I Am. They're just like guys in Africa. I was going to say Nigeria, but I can't guess exactly where they're from. I'm I don't gonna, know where they're at either. I'm not going to be racist don't in that aspect. Ask that sounds like racist as fuck if you're like, oh, they're Nigerians. <laughs> you know, one time in class, this one girl was looking at the map, like the global map, and she's like, ha, it says the N word over here. And the teacher's like, it's not that. It's Niger. I thought so too when I was little. <laughs> but she said it out loud in front of everyone in the class. And she said the word. Like she said, oh look, it says. And then I was like, oh no. You're, I bet you were like the only one that was like laughing. I wasn't the only one laughing. It was me and Alberto that were laughing. Because <laughs> we had the same <laughs> this class. This was high school? Yeah, this was high school. It was uh, my 10th grade, Alberto's 9th. Like, Even I already knew it was called that by then. Yeah, but she was dumb and she was like, hey! She just laughed at the name. <laughs> what was that? That's how she laughed. Uh, so yeah, the reason why Steven is playing Smash Bros. by himself today is because he doesn't want to take those L's I gave him yesterday. What He's L's? just like his I brother. Whenever he takes L's. a bunch of L's, he doesn't want to talk to you for a Honestly, I'm just trying to unlock characters because there's always like, you don't have other characters. You yeah, but do you have, have the DLC? Characters. You don't have my main. Do you have the DLC? I have no, the, you have my mains right now. You have Ike, you have Ken, and you have uh, Link. I thought your main was King K. Rool. King K. Rool is your main and it's trash. You're trash. No, I'm not trash. You're over here using Ken, but you still can't even get back on the platform. I get back on the platform. You're the one that dies with Ryu when you're like two inches away not and you can't do the sidekick. And then yesterday you're like, how do you do the sidekick? What? You're all crying about not being able to do the sidekick. That I was, was like, you, dumb bitch. bitch. You're like, stop using King Ken Bull. Like, fucking bowling ball is fucking annoying. The fucking bowling ball, ball is fucking annoying. And you're over here complaining about projectiles. Anyways, I'm let's get back on topic because you, you're you're being a dumbass. You're being a dumbass. I'm not a dumbass. I'm an ass. There's a difference. I'm not dumb. You are what you eat. And? I don't need ass, by the way. Guys, confirmation. Tarzan needs ass. I don't need ass. Decent. <laughs> Decent? Did you just say? All right, guys. So uh, today's episode is going to be on witches. Witches and, and the black eyed black eyed kids, not black eyed peas. Oh, you said it was black eyed peas. Make my voice deeper because this story is interesting. No matter how much you try, you can't make your voice deeper, bro. All right, None so of us can. This this is uh, posted on the paranormal thread by you, Looney. So are you going to just sound creepy Lunix, throughout the whole podcast? Lunix Alive. No, I don't think so because my throat's a little sore. It might be COVID symptoms, but we don't know. Your boyfriend missed. No, your boyfriend missed <laughs> yesterday. That's why you had white all over your hair. Not even. So the name of the story is called Amy. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the one you said that was creepy? Yes. I'm excited. Let's hear it. It says, 
So when I was in junior high, a girl was killed and raped behind the alley on 75th and Glendale. Okay. Her name was Amy, and our family and parents did everything in their power not to not let us kids know what happened. Well, I had been seeing ghosts and having premonitions since like- I was a child. So when we moved in, I saw Amy in my bedroom. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I saw Amy in my bedroom. The first day You sound like a Chicano And I said hello I had no idea she was dead And I thought I was just talking to one To one of the neighbors Who decided to visit I sounded very Mexican there Neighbors <laughs> uh, Who decided to visit My bedroom was facing a black al- a back alley Black alley And there was a large wall surrounding the small complex A duplex In a, si- in a wide U shape was That was blocked in it wasn't until my sister came in and asked who I was t- talking to that I introduced Amy and my sister told me to stop being stupid. This was when I realized I was talking to a ghost. Oh wow. No one would believe me and once my mother even ca- caught her while I was at band camp sitting in my room, she screamed and refused to go in there again. Well, during a party my sister had told my, has told my cousins and family about Amy. A good deal for the adults were aware I was different. A good deal of the adults were... Uh-huh. Some aunts and uncles told me I was born with the ojo, the eye, and I could see and know things. Do you have the ojo? Yeah. Really? My sister and cousins came into my, my room while I was watching TV and began teasing me, in which prompted my cousin to say... <laughs> prompted my cousin to say, Prove it. There was no way out of the room other than the door and the window. So I was, I was fine-tuned, I was fine, and turned off the TV and focused everyone to my closet door. Bo- the, both doors slid from side to side, revealing the closet, and to the left was the bedroom door. I simply said, Amy, my cousins want to meet you. At first, at first, nothing happened. Then fingers slipped out from the cracks, and the door began to open slowly. Oh, shit. As it did... As the dead Amy's hair and pale parlor came into view, it's important to know that closets face the window, and it, I had I had it open with full view of my family's outside, everything enjoying the party. The girls began screaming and screaming, prompting adults to notice and cause my mother to burst in, who was in the bathroom taking a shit near the be- near the bedroom. What the fuck? Who says that? No. She came in yelling and saw the closet door slam closed. She pulled it open, yelling for us to stop playing, and was shocked to find it empty. My cousins and sisters all running out. My mother turned to me to stop with my bruja shit. Oh no, my mom! My mother turned to me and told me to stop with my bruja shit. That's a bruja story. Yeah. She turned and closed the door, leaving me in the dark. To which I turned the TV back and started watching my shows again. This same night, I was outside with everyone and my uncle was in my bedroom window talking to who he thought was me. He was pretty drunk and it wasn't until I came over and asked who he was talking to that he stopped and realized I wasn't in my bedroom. He told me he thought it was me and said, must have been a ghost. My family has always believed in the supernatural and other side. And since I tend to know things, trust me when asking me certain things, after I moved out, I said a prayer to, for Amy and hoped she would move on. She was my only friend, and I was hers. We would sit together, and I would hand her a book to read, and she would watch TV with me. The end. That's creepy, bro. 
I told you it was a creepy story. You the fucking it. part where the fingers come out of the closet? Yeah. Hell no, bro. Catch right. me leaving the house. So, let me see which one is one of the long ones so you can read it. Okay, I'll read this one. Story number two. Named, uh, posted by no X Noche 137 It says something about my family So just a quick question Is it possible to be sensitive to spirits? My family on both my mom and dad's side of the family Have a history of either encountering spirits Sensing everything supernatural Or even practicing witchcraft I have a few stories about things that have happened When my dad was younger I think like 7 He went down with my abuela To Nayarit, Mexico as that was the town my abuela was born in she had apparently crossed a bruja and a curse was placed on my dad in just a few hours my dad felt horribly sick and with with where what? and with where they were and the time that this happened the nearest doctor or even hospital was about 70 miles away and past the mountain range my abuela had apparently called her sisters and they started to do a bruja chant, place the glass on water on both dad on my dad's stomach and cracked an egg into it. And I don't know that one. Which boiled. My spirits were not real my spirits are not real and neither is magic. Dad said that he doesn't know what they did, but after the egg cooked, he felt instantly better. What's that called? What? When they do like when they put the egg on your stomach? I don't know. The one I've known is the, the they rub it around your head. And they say a prayer. Mm-hmm. And if it comes out fried, then that means that they did ojo. Oh, wow. Not that you're going to elaborate more, but I guess not. Oh, uh, usually you get ojo from people staring at you. So I meet you right now? Bitch, you better stop looking at me. <coughs> I won't. No shit. So, this is right here. With my mom's side of the family... waiting on that 18-wheeler what I've heard it seems they're more spiritually sensitive at one point my mom's aunt my grandmother's sister was able to see auroras 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 she wrote it like that auroras auroras when she was younger yeah but it says auras like that's what it's supposed to be and my mom's side of the family was known to have ghosts shut the fuck up and my mom's family was known to have ghosts attached to them from all around the world. For a while, when I was a toddler, my mom was constantly seeing a man dressed in a white suit out of her peripheral view. Always leaning against a wa- always leaning against a while. I think she meant to write a wall, maybe? My mom spoke to my great aunt about it, who told her to ask him why he was here and what did he want. My mom did what my great aunt told her and she can she confronted this apparition my mom never saw him again he just disappeared after my mom spoke to him i'm only asking this because with with the happenings in my house i get this weird sensation almost like electricity in the back of my head and my shoulders whenever something is about to happen i was wondering is it could it be could i be spiritually sensitive probably It's funny how the Philippines has a lot of like similar things like that. I was reading someone in the comments saying that in the Philippines they do the same thing to cure people. 
For real? Yeah. Damn. Alright, Steven, it's your turn. Alright. What's up, guys? Thought I'd upload another story. Say the name of the person, boy. The Cure 25. This is a haunting. What's up, guys? Thought I'd upload another story since it seemed like y'all seem to really like them. My father grew up in a small town. He lived in the suburbs where a lot of people committed crimes. One day, no wait, at one moment, in one moment he got into drugs and couldn't resist any longer without them. And then one day, he got shot out of a kettle pulled. What? He says right. Okay. And then his neighborhood was so dangerous that one time he got shot up by a group of gang members. And then they got sucked into a wormhole. You're just making it. <laughs> now you're not reading it. We'll be right back. Same. Okay, guys, I'm back. Uh, so this, this is from the Cure 25 and the story is called My Neighbor. So the story says, What's up guys? I thought I'd upload another story since you all seem to really like them. So this takes place when I was 8 Now I know you're just trolling. My family had about 5 years living in the house. In the house we do know. And since our town was small and developing at the time, more and more houses were being built around the neighborhood. A few months a, a few months after these houses were built, we got a new neighbor across the street from us. We saw her walking around her yard a few times, but she always seemed to keep herself for the first week or so since since she started living there. My family is pretty friendly, so we always try to become friends with people that move around with us. But she hadn't really given us a chance to meet her. We will call her Mary. Now, I did. My parents are really good friends with the lady that lives to the left of us. We will call her Sarah. One day, as my mom went over to Sarah's house to talk, my mom mentioned how she wanted to get to know our new neighbor. Sarah replied, I don't know if that's a good idea. She's actually a bruja, which means witch. So my family is Hispanic, which means that they believe in a lot of these stories, witches that turn into owls, called lechuzas, and pretty much anything else that has to do with witchcraft. Well, most Hispanic people in my era believe that. My mom, however, wasn't buying it. She got home that night and told me what Sarah had said and blew it off. She still intended to do to know her since she thought Sarah was just joking, since she is well known for being funny and laid back. Anyways, before my mom even got a chance, Mary walked over to our house one morning to get to know us. She knocked on her door and my mom let her in. She seemed like a nice lady overall. Nothing really seemed off about it. R right before she left, however, she said she had a surprise for us. She went to her car and pulled out this three-foot Native American statue and popped it on our kitchen floor. I've given all my neighbors gifts as a thanks for accepting me into the neighborhood, she said. We looked at the statue not knowing what to say and thanked her. The statue was very nice, I'm not gonna lie. It was beautifully painted and designed. That being said, it was still creepy as fuck. Its eyes would follow you and it seemed sort of, I don't know, like aware? I know that sounds awkward and weird, but that's how it really seemed. 
Anyway, since Mary started coming over more and more, my mom said that she had to place it somewhere since it was rude to just store the thing after getting it as a gift. So she placed it in the corner of the living room. Now. They gave her a statue and she placed it in the corner of the living room? Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. My mom thought the statue was creepy as well and just placing it there so Mary wouldn't feel bad when she came over. So everything was fine for for a few days until one night my dad was watching TV in the living room. I don't know where he ran across the house screaming looking for my mom. My mom in a panic asked what's wrong and said the statue talked to him and called out his name. At the time my dad looked shaken up so we, we comforted him but we didn't believe him. We thought he just heard something else that sounded like his name and since the statue was creepy looking he attributed to that. I feel bad because eventually became a joke around the house. Don't let the statue kill him. Don't let the statue get you, we'd tell him. He never laughed. I should have caught on earlier. Anyways, about a month passed from the incident when he tried watching TV in the living room again for the first time ever since what happened. The same thing happened again. He wasn't running this time. He just noped back to his room and told us what happened. He never saw TV there anymore, even though we joked about it. Nobody really wanted to watch TV in the living room anymore. The statue made us too uncomfortable and we didn't risk the stories being true. Our fears became reality, however, when the statue started changing places at night. We wake up to see the statue in a completely different part of the living room. And we didn't know what was going on. There was this one time in particular when my dad went out of the town for a job training. And it was only me and my little brother and my mom in the house. We woke up and the statue would smack dab in the middle of the kitchen. Now the statue was three and a half feet, maybe was pretty heavy. I was eight and my younger brother was six, so we probably couldn't move it. My mother is really short and not too strong, so we doubt she could move it without making any noises. At that time, I should have stayed really... Oh, at that time, I also stayed up really late since it was summer and I played a lot of video games at night on my N64. So here it be moved. After this incident, my mom called my dad and he begged her to throw it out. Something just wasn't right about it, so we did. We placed it under the tree in our yard waiting for the garbage truck to come get it. The garbage truck was due to come every Thursday morning, the next day, so we were fine with leaving it there for now. The night, however, we heard a bang outside. We ran out and it sounded pretty loud and we found out that the statue was broken. It was really weird too because there was this red powder that was on the floor. It looked like it came from inside the statue. Now I don't know how much about this. I don't know that much about the statue making, but I'm sure that's not normal. We also saw these really black leaves that came inside it too. We were a little weirder by. We were a little weirded out by this, but we were glad it was over. The funny thing was that a few years ago, when I was 20 or so. Mary came up to us and told us she was a witch. She said she was sorry that even though she did anything bad to use that, she apologized for putting us around negative powers like that. She told us since she became Christian, she is completely active at... She is actually active in her church and changed her life completely. So I don't know if she knew something was wrong with the statue or if she maybe... Something from her house lasted to it. Also, some of the neighbors around us said they threw out their gifts eventually also since they started seeing shadows and stuff like that. So that is also really weird. 
Anyway, sorry for being so long. I would just rather give the full detail of what happened. What do you think? Yeah, it's alright. They're gonna say it's crazy. A lot of spelling mistakes, but that's the yeah, least. Yeah, uh, I thought she was gonna put on there like I'm apologizing for the spelling mistakes. Because there's one part where she says like, I got weirded out. Weirder out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I heard she also got shot out of a shot out of a catapult. Consequences. I was gonna tell you, do you remember uh you know how like in Mexico they're very like serious about witches? Yeah. Like I'm surprised they don't do the that thing where like what's it called? Where like they hang they used to hang them back in the day? Oh yeah. Cause over there, like if you get accused of being a witch, you're ostracized, like you're treated like shit. <laughs> like my 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 cousin's my uncle's wife, uh-huh. she she was treated as a witch and like the family doesn't talk to her at all. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, at the same time, she has some moments where, like, she'll do things and people will be like, oh, no, that's not good. I think I have some stories, too. Let me see. I have saved some. Mm-hmm. You want to do that? I'll, I'll read the next one. I'm just over here kicking Cloud's ass. Jesus. Why can't I pick up this item? I'm trying to pick up a soccer ball. Die, Cloud, die. Oh, wow, the banana gun is super strong in this game. Did I read this one already? Oh, Ken was about to die. Do you want to say anything to the... Huh? Huh? What'd I you say? Ken was about to die, but I won. Oh. Uh, so tell anything to the audience. What do you want? What do you mean tell anything to the audience? Oh, yeah. Steven's about to drop his album, right? Yeah, like next month, hopefully. Next month, hopefully. All right. He's not going to pull an Oliver Tree on us, right? Of course not. That's good, because there's one song that he's been like... That's been featured on another podcast. It's not fully released yet, but it's really catchy. I remember when he first played it, I was like, oh, it's catchy. And he was being a little bitch and crying about it, like he doesn't like his voice and this and that. And I was like, shut up, bitch. Anyways, <laughs> here's a here's a, a one called uh, Dad Saw Witch as a Teen in Mexico. I think I, I have that one saved on mine too. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm ahead. taking it away. This is by Armored Titan 59. Okay. So you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. My dad tells me this story from time to time. He's not the type to bullshit, and especially, convi- especially convinced that he knows he saw. A especially that he, since he's convinced he knows what he saw, right? Something like that. Yeah. Well, on his way to work, and keep in mind he was around 19 or 20 years old. He was in a van with three other people. The drive was through a, a road high in the mountains. Well, little to no civilians at all. This was an everyday thing to him, so nothing has new, nothing was new to him. However, one day to work around 9 to 10 a.m., he claims to have seen a witch flying in the mountains. Hi, miss. Yes, this might seem silly, but it was like your stereotypical witch. An old lady wearing a hood and flying in a stick. He quickly told his co-workers he says that everyone saw it. If you search up Bruja de Monterrey, that's the most accurate way to describe what my father saw. He saw this, he says this was not a UFO, as you can tell it was a humanoid figure. And it quickly disappeared as it flew over the mountains. 
I would ask his old co-workers if the story is true, but he has a lost contact with them ever since he moved to the United States. In the area where my parents grew up, it was believed that witches were very active and many similar sightings of them were reported. Again, my dad does not bullshit and there's no reason for him to lie about this. Remember on our previous podcast, on one of our previous podcasts, I talked about that? Mm-hmm. Lujas de Monterrey, which was like yeah. the news report about the witches all over the map. I doubt it. We'll see. Like the wish that flew over the mountains? There's a news report about it. My nose is picking it up. Alright, so I guess it's my turn. My turn. It's my turn to read. So yeah, um, guys, if you ever seen any witches, feel free to go ahead and share us your story because that would be interesting to read. Yeah, it would. So this one's called, My Family's Experience to a Hexing. Posted by Lissil. Lissil. L-I-S-S-L-H. That's the best way I could pronounce it. Listen. Go go on. So this one's called, These are experiences... Why do I get sleepy? These are experiences told to me by my mom. We live in Central America, by the way. Ooh, they're Salvadorians. This happened before I was born. Our house was placed in the back of a land, so we had a big front yard and a tall metal fence. One night, my dad was outside hanging the clothes... And he came running inside and said to my mom that somebody was coming in from the front fence. She scolded him and said that our fence was locked and there was no way of anyone breaking in and that it was just his imagination. By the way, today my dad tells me that I left the door of the house open and I remember closing it perfectly. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, so I just want to bring that up right now. And so around this time... One of my dad's friends said she has been seeing someone standing behind my mom lately. But my mom was skeptic and thought his friend was her, her, his friend was trying to scare her. A few days later, around midnight, mom was about to lock the main door in the house when she started to feel like the floor was shaking. Her first thought was that in that it was an earthquake, but then she saw how our living room tiles started to tear apart. And part of the, and the floor started to crack up and in, into a dark abyss. Dad and her quickly ran outside. And as soon as they got out, they started to throw up. My dad didn't puke as much, but my mother puked until blood came out. So dad kind of knew that there were being hexed and quickly went inside again and grabbed some holy water that my grandma had brought them from Costa Rica not long ago. He poured the water into mom and she immediately stopped puking. He also poured some onto himself and into our house. Then they saw how some white smoke came out by the house. The next morning my aunt came by and saw the mess. She quickly contacted a shaman, a curandero, I'm not sure. They brought lots of stuff for a cleansing ritual at our home. One of my uncles also passed by by and told my mom that the spirit was sent with the intention of killing her and that she's really lucky to be alive. Also, my dad never saw the floor cracking. The illusion was only seen by my mom. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's more to this, but I just want to point something out. My mom has... Uh, my my brothers have a very rich family, right? And back in the day in my mom's village, uh, they, the, their family had... I guess like one of what my my... He's not my stepdad because he was never my dad, but my, my brother's dad had a brother that was like older than them, right? And he built a house, like a really big house. And there's like a real story, like I'm not, like no joke, nothing like that. 
uh, he built like a really really big house and that house was like really dark and it was always like very dirty and like it would have like different things like I remember my mom told me that she was always sent over there to clean it what like the constantly yeah and so I remember one time well she's telling me the story and she told me that this guy had a habit of buying virgins uh-huh. As in, like, you would go to families and be like, hey, I'll pay you a certain amount of dollars to, if you let me sleep with your daughter. Like, virgin daughters. Oh, I thought you meant, like, the statues. No, no, virgins, like, virgins, like women. That's weird. And they said that when he got married, because he got married later on. When he got married, uh, he married this very, very pretty girl, right? Yeah. And she had both of her sisters, like, their parents had passed away. And so... Based on the story my mom told me, and this is the only conclusion I could draw, draw up, uh, in in this case, it was him and the three girls living there, and oh. he basically did things with them. Ew. Like, with all three of them, yeah. And in the story, she says that, like, once he moved out of that house, there was, like, a very dark aura behind it. Like, uh-huh. she says that they were they were cleaning, like, the, like, I don't know, it was, like, the basement or something like that, like, the lowest part of the house. Yeah. And that there was, like, a giant snake in there. What? Yeah, there's like a giant snake in the middle of the fucking house. And that, like, they weren't able to get rid of it, so they went out. And when they came back, it wasn't just one snake, it was like a nest of snakes. Fire. Yeah, and so they said that, like, that house had a lot of, like, dark energy based on what that guy had done. So, he was probably, like, a cultist? Probably, because he was, he was always going after virgin girls and shit. And, like, the stuff he did to those girls was very, like, for the time, like, you know, exaggerated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to bring that up because that's like a. I want to br- get the story properly from her and like tell it right. Your mom used to clean this house. It's because she was like, uh, like they were getting paid to clean it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so they, she was told, "Hey, uh, go clean this house because oh no, it was actually the day of his wedding. I remember now. Like it was for the day of like w- like a week before he got married with to that lady with the three the other two sisters." Yeah. Like, I remember she said that they went to go clean that house because it had been abandoned for so long, but he had do- he'd done all his deeds with the girls in that house. Basically, he like, all the virgins that he would buy, like, he would take them to that house and do things with them and then they're, like, you know, end the relationship. And she says that, like, right before the wedding, like, they were cleaning it up and they were cleaning it up, but no matter how much they cleaned, there was always this one area of that house that always got dirty. And it would have, like, this black stuff in it. And then that area is when they, where they found the snakes. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And then after marriage, I guess, like, he died in a really, really, like, tragic way. I think he, like, tra- he went blind. And either he got run over by something, or he just wasn't able to see something and he got killed. I think he might have died, like, from alcoholism also. Or maybe he his deed was up and... Yeah, yeah, his, like, deal with... Because he had a lot of money for, like, you know, for the time. Yeah, his deal was up with the devil or something, or maybe... Yeah, that's what I'm assuming, too, but I want to get the proper story from her, but it just reminded... This reminded me of that. Oh. Yeah. And we'll be right back and getting a call from her. Okay. So you're telling me Mattress Max sold cocaine? Bro. <laughs> I just want to bring it up again for the fun of it. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, as I was saying in the story, like, the one from my mom, the village, uh, yeah, it was like a, like a cursed home or something, because they said that he died in a really bad way. And the girls, too, like, they, they studied, right? Because they were, like, a little bit younger than the one he married. And they were, like, studying, like, in college and things like that. But then after that, like, once they got out of college, they, they all passed. Like, they didn't make it. Damn, that sucks. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I want to get back to the Reddit story. Sorry, I was on, uh, on El Febu. 
All right, so it says here, fast forward to a few months after I've been born. My half-sister has been telling my mom to never let said family members, let's call him A, take me anywhere. One morning, A came by and asked if he could take me out for a few photographs at a restaurant and that he'd be back in a few hours. Mom refused, but my dad insisted on letting me go. He was close with A. Mom told him what my sis said, and he just brushed it off. So I was out all day till 5 p.m. Mom was mad because he said we'd be back sooner. That night, when the clock hit 1 a.m., I started crying nonstop. My dad immediately called A and asked him what's wrong with me, but he just, but he just told my dad to put a glass of water beneath my bed that that only worked the first night the next night i was crying again so dad called a this time he said to put a knife under the bed and again it only again it only worked once the third night my mom got mad and swing the knife around but it also worked that night they couldn't bear it anymore so they called for a family friend that also that that's also a curandero she came into our place and inspected my room and said there was something strong in there and she needed to perform a ritual asap so they went and brought all the stuff she needed, all stuff needed. At the time, it used to hang a lot with a san, santera, santera. So we suspect she used him to get to us. Oh, at the time, he, A, used to hang out. Okay, that's confusing for a bit. A used to hang out with a santera. So we suspected she used him to get us. I should look up a santera story on the paranormal page, see if it comes up. Santera? What's that? I think those are people that are like that do uh, different like rituals and hexes and things like that basically witches but like another version of them hereditary hereditary pocket so it says here there was also this one time in Bankham, my dad fought with a friend that practiced voodoo and santeria voodoo i thought you were going to talk about the american python that was dad was away for a few days and left mom and me along alone at home his friend passed by It gave us a big doll-shaped present to us and left. It was around dusk, and as soon as my mom unwrapped the present, I started crying. Might have been a coincidence. The doll was an old lady with lots of wrinkles and was quite tall and creepy. Luckily, a cousin had just dropped by, so mom asked him to dispose of the doll. He quickly agreed and left with it. Nothing paranormal happened, but it's just plain weird to give somebody a creepy old-ass old lady doll as a gift for no particular reason. Dad knew an awful lot of friends and family, by the way, and wasn't on good terms with some of them. So that's why some of them tried to harm us. I'm not a big believer in the paranormal because I haven't experienced anything firsthand, but I believe in what my mother said. I'm also open to any suggestions that might have happened that has nothing to do with the paranormal. We don't have any mental issues, by the way. LOL. Is anyone a Santero or has gone through anything similar? I haven't heard of anyone dying to a hexing or a spirit, but who knows. And that's where it ends. And speaking of this, this reminds me of something. Like, I remember we told, I said I wanted to talk to Kenneth about this. Oh, yeah, the witches? Yeah, because Kenneth has, like, a, a strong, like, his, some of his family is, like, very strong into that. <coughs> like, his mom used to tell me that. Like, she was like, oh, yeah, we have family in Mexico that do this, this, and this. And I'm not going to talk a lot of detail because I really don't know all of it. But there's a suspicion that one of his uncles like were, was uh, cursed. And that's why he died like so early. You think so? Well, there is that suspicion. Because um, they said that he started drinking. 
Uh-huh. I heard to see something here. Is this the one you read? No. Okay, so this is a different one. That was from Houston, uh, Texas. I was just getting another story ready. But, uh, yeah, so... What was I trying to say? Oh, yeah. The, the, there's a belief because before the like he started having like his symptoms or his moments, he wouldn't like act the way he would. As if like he was normal, he wasn't like he wasn't drinking as much as he was because like he died because he was like drinking a shit ton. And the belief is that the reason why they cursed him was because they uh, uh, his parents' family left him in charge of like a big grocery store. And he was the only one that was, like, getting the money out of it. And everyone else was, like, jealous and, like, they wanted to. Oh. Yeah. That's what I believe. It's also strange how you haven't gotten a new challenger approaching in so long. I know. I think you might have to play the story mode to unlock the rest of the characters. I don't mind. Hmm? I don't mind. I feel like it's getting repetitive anyways. I mean, that is a Smash Bros. Alright, so it goes here. This next story. I just want to bring that up real quickly. Posted by Nido1986 Nedo. Nido. Nido Bonito. This is another installment from my co-worker's Spooktacular Diary. I posted a few of his, his experiences with the paranormal here before, but that being that he has lots and lots. My co-worker is Mexican-American. Go on. Born and raised in Houston, Texas. Woo! Well, go Longhorns, even though that's not here. His mom and dad, of course, were, were born. Go Bobcats, I think that's here. Alligators. No, we don't have... Oh, you mean uh, UHD? Yes. That's lame. Uh, his mom and dad, of course, rule. were both... His mom and dad were both born in Mexico. They entered into the U.S. before he was born. So most of his family were all still in Mexico. As a kid, every summer, he would visit Mexico to spend summer vacation with his cousins and other relatives. I think I did read this one in the Houston episode. I'm pretty sure I did. Yep, I've read this one 100% sure because he says that like he feels like the scratch marks on his back. Uh-huh. Remember like he says that he'll like, ha- his wife will be like staring at him like scratching his back when... Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So that's the one I was talking about. I've read it before so I'm not going to read it again. This next one's called... Well, this next one was posted by Original Sydney two months ago. It's called La Mujer Lechuza, The Owl Witch, Encounter. You lost? Loser. All right. So it says, I grew up in South Texas, more, more widely known as the Rio Grande Valley. I'm the youngest of tr- three kids. That's a tree. And we lived with our mom and stepdad in a great big red brick house. It was quite a culture shock moving from the... From the piney woods of East Texas all the way to the flat desert-like land of the RGV. <coughs> there were hardly any trees, mostly just palm trees and shrubs. We saw a cactus here and there, and the wildlife consisted mostly of jackrabbits, little rattlesnakes, and armadillos. When we started school... A 35. Mm-hmm. When we started school, we learned quickly that the people there were suspicious, superstitious to say the least. I was in second grade when we moved into a house on Jackie Street. And right from the beginning, I felt an uneasy. 
I felt uneasy. I used to be happy-go-lucky kid. That's what you get <laughs> with nothing to worry about. I made friends with all the neighborhood kids, and I even became best friends with a girl who lived directly behind us. She had the most superstitious family out of anyone I had ever met. She was the oldest of four girls, and their mother was, was very overly protective, at least in, her, in my eyes. She wouldn't let them watch Harry Potter because it's associated with witchcraft. Okay, Flanders. They went to church three times a week, and they didn't celebrate Halloween. With all that being said, the mom loved to tell ghost stories and Mexican folklore. It was the one cool thing about her, and the thing I loved most about visiting their home. One night, she told us the story of La Mujer Lechuza. Basically, in my own words, it's about a witch or bruja that can turn into a large owl. Typically, it will transform into an owl with a woman's head or a large owl the size of a human with a few things that are off-putting. If you see a lechuza, you're supposed to pray for your life in Spanish and it will supposedly leave you alone. It's also been known to make a whispering sound like a human whistling. If you answer it back with a whistle of your own, the lechuza will swoop down and carry you away. Oh, that's badass. That's I mean, the one I've heard. I don't think she can pick me up. If you wake up Try in the morning and see large scratches on your doors and windows, it means that the lechuza was there and is coming for you. That's I'm coming! So you must prepare yourself accordingly. That's the version I heard. I can't whistle and my friend's mom knew this, so she would jokingly tell me I wouldn't have anything to worry about. She would also lovingly tell us my friend and I are gorditas, so we couldn't be carried away as easily. Oh hey, wow, look Speaking of me, yeah. After years of hearing this story in various ways, from teachers, other friends, parents, and in books, it was about as stuck in my head as the old wise tale. Sorry. I would get excited hearing about it around Halloween at school. It was just another scary story and would give us kind, kind of kids an adrenaline rush. I never thought those stories would one day become a, rea a reality for me. It happened the summer of fifth grade. My best friend and I were in, a, were in her trampoline. It was summer, so we were up kind of late, maybe around 10 p.m., and it was a full moon. We spent time talking and looking at the stars until we heard whistling. Whistling. We knew not to whistle back. Instead, we lay frozen, still looking at the sky and listening intently to the whistling coming from the distance. I look at my friend and she is paralyzed. She's praying in Spanish and squeezing my hand as tightly as possible. A few minutes go by and we hear more whistling. Getting closer. My friend stops playing and stops praying and says we should get inside. I agree with, with, uh, without hesitation, and we start inching towards the edge of the trampoline to escape. In that moment, I hear it, and I'll never forget the bone-rattling sound and the twisted image that scare, scarred me for life. We felt in the wind from its wings and saw it, it maybe 15 above our heads, 15 feet above our heads. A huge snowy white owl, maybe 12 feet wide from wing to tip to wing tip floating right above us. Its eyes were jet black and mostly looked like an owl, but its feet were human and had huge human feet with long black talons that seemed to twitch as its cold demonic eyes stared down at its prey. It locked eyes with me and left, let out a screech. screech. My heart jumped up the neck. <laughs> my heart jumped up to my neck 
and I had never ran inside a place so fast. We cried together while praying as we heard it continue to flap around outside. We held onto each other with a rosary in our hands and continued praying so loudly as, as we could. All of a sudden it was gone, onto its next victim. We were too strong for it to take on. We're both terrified of owls to this day. We don't even look at them in books. Every time I see one, I think of the face of La Lechuza, almost human and almost owl, a strange demonic hybrid, not of this world. Believe the tales, don't go outside alone and never respond to strange whistling. Something just might snatch you up and carry you far, far away. Okay, Shrek. When she, when, uh, whenever she mentioned that part about Harry Potter, I thought about that episode of The Simpsons when uh, Flanders is reading a, a book to Todd. Uh huh. I don't know if it was Todd or the other one. And he's like, and then Harry Potter went to hell for practicing witchcraft. The <laughs> end. I mean, I like that character, though, because he's like a parody of those type of people. And like, yeah. it says Wii U on the back of that blimp, even though you're playing on the Switch. I know, right? So I guess it's your time to read, boy. Is it? Yeah, because I've read three already. Read one more. Nah, I'm good. This one isn't long. And then I read it, it's like four chapters. On the bottom, it just says TLDRL. I mean, it's too long, didn't read. Yeah. I think I just unlocked Charger. Oh, wait. You're what? Right I fought him. Yeah, but you don't unlock him like that. You have to fight the little human-looking thingy here. Oh wow! And you already have Charizard. I don't have Charizard. Yes, you do. Pokemon no, trainer. Don't. Pokemon trainer is Charizard. You stupid idiot. Bitch. Bitch, this shit is way too long. No, it's not. Now read. You better not read the final sentences. This like is too long. Didn't read. No, don't read it because that's like spoiling the story. Read the whole thing. Wait, what are you pressing, boy? I gave him in a word on accident. You better not. Which one is it? Oh my god. Freaking idiot over here doesn't pay attention to anything except himself. Bitch, you saw a long read on the title. That's why you gave it to me. So? Bitch. Read who posted it. Do I'm only reading the first you, paragraph. No, you're reading it. You're reading the story. Bro, this is too long. It's not that long. It's like three paragraphs at most. It's now, read, too long. Read it. <sighs> read it or no pizza for you today. <laughs> this <laughs> this story was posted by any impression. I thought you said Indian impression. I was like, dude, that's <laughs> racist. Were you singing that one song by MC Punjabi in front of those Indian people? How about you? How about you start reading? This one's called "My Dead Dad Is Haunting My Mom." Hi, y'all. My first. Hey, y'all. This is hi, y'all. Huh. I thought you were referencing someone. Hi, y'all. My first time posting, but after reading so many of these kinds of things, I wanted to share backstory. My dad passed away in 2015. He was 64, so not super young, but it was a shock to all of us because of all four of my grandparents were alive as well. Damn. And we obviously didn't expect him to die before them. So my mom says that she felt like he was still around. I did your head! The house after. It's <laughs> not on purpose. It's just an involuntary sneeze. My mom says she felt like he was still around the house after he died. As she would see shadows, hear footsteps, etc. I kind of chalked it to her just being alone now in a house where they used to be together. 
I didn't live there at the time, but I, I lived there a couple of years later in 2017 or mid-2019. In 2017, her father, my, gran my grandpa, died as well. Overall, she does not believe in spirits and ghosts, etc. And used to be quite Christian. She had paranormal experiences and is oh. open-minded but realistic. Her first guess isn't like, oh, a ghost. She tried to figure it out logically before going into any paranormal conclusions as to not freak herself out. The experience. In 2018, in the time I was living with her, I had a boyfriend whose house I would stay a few nights a week as you do. She said that one of the night because she felt some... What? She said that one night when I wasn't there, she woke up in the middle of the night because she felt something was watching her. She opened her eyes and recalls a large shadowy face with not, with not super defined features but like a floating egghead with indent eyes, etc. No body. She flung herself out of bed screaming and threw a chair at it, scaring the shit out of my dog and cat who was sleeping in the bed next to her. I don't know if they sense anything. I don't think she can remember except when she screamed and got up and then jumped too. It disappeared into thin air. She turned on the lights and then waited, but eventually fell back asleep. I don't know how she fell asleep after something like that. LOL. The next night, she woke up again in the middle of the night, but this time to a glowing white orb above her head, above her in bed. She says it was the size of pomelo. She again got scared and started screaming and all kinds of flailing in her arms. The orb floated slowly out of the room. Unlike the face that just sort of dissipated. When I came home a couple days later, she told me what happened. I immediately was freaked out and also confused. What are those two doing? Battling? Dark versus light? And so we went to a bruja shop. Got crystals, etc. Like, yes, we like crystals and believe in energy and all that. She said things sub subsided for a while. But one night again, as I was away for the night, she was getting. Hello, how are you? We're gonna go ahead and take a quick commercial mm -hmm. break. We'll be right back. Let's continue. Uh huh. Let's let's continue. <laughs> it's not really loud. She said things sub subsided for a while, but one night again, as I was away for the oh, night, oh god, she was getting ready for bed, and she said she felt a need to turn around while brushing her teeth, so that she was facing the bedroom. When she turned, she saw a blurry gray man run and jump into the bed like a dive into a pool and disappear into it. She said it didn't feel very malicious. She was spooked but still went to bed. The next day she told me about the, her third experience and I freaked. I'm telling her to get a shaman in this house quick, especially as I'm said to be moving out of her house and kind of far away. So now she's gonna be alone. No, not on my watch. She's done some work with the particular shaman before so the shaman knows us and our family a bit. She does some Reiki work as well over my mom. And gives her instructions on how to proceed and get the spirits out of the house. I do this ritual with her and so far she hasn't had any more spirits around her room at night. Something that the shaman said to her though had stuck with me ever since. My first guess when thinking about the entities coming to my mom at night is that it was my dad first black shadowy face and then my grandpa her dad has a glowing orb my dad and grandpa didn't really get along my grandpa was very protective of my mom and never thought my dad was the best man for her but then i'm thinking why would my dad be a dark shadowy face 
It unfortunately makes sense, even though I would like it not to. He was a difficult man, and in his opinion, was going to finish his life too soon. He wasn't ready to go. Let's go back to the shaman. She practices some passive life guided meditations in, in her Reiki work with my mom. Told her that my dad was essentially stuck to her. Why? Because they had many past lives together. Cute, right? No. Fuck no. Apparently in every past life... She actually said before, fuck no? Yeah. Apparently in every past life before this one, he had outlived her. And the shaman said he had basically done anything to remain the survivor. So he killed her, let her die, etc. The shaman said she saw it all there and that he couldn't let go of my mom in this life because he was pissed that he went first. I honestly wish I could be like, nah, that's crazy. Dad, I'm gonna kill mom, hurt her or haunt her, etc. But that the fuck part is that I could totally see it. It makes sense to me and it hurts my heart to admit, but I, I can see my dad being someone who puts himself before everyone else. How he didn't. You? He didn't think he deserved to die. He even admitted once to my mom as she was taking care of him throughout his sickness that if the tables were turned, he probably wouldn't have stuck around to take care of her. Damn. Anyways, what do you think? The shadow man, angel demon, or what the hell jumped into her bed? She said it wasn't my dad. Sorry this was so long, but it, w it has been something I've been thinking about and dealing for the past four years. Too long didn't read. My mom was hunted. I think it was my dad haunting her a deceased grandpa trying to protect her from my dad's darkness. Ooh. What a twist. Right? I told you it was good. You just want to be a bitch about it. And like, bitch? Shit, if it was so good, why didn't you read it? Because I wanted you to read it. I want you to actually pay attention to the ones. Keeps Charizard. No joke. He, every time he's playing Smash Bros, he's just looking at the screen. He's not even listening to the story. He's just going, uh-huh. I'm listening to the story. Uh-huh. I like you. Oh, yeah, sure. What was the story about? It was about her dad haunting his mom. What do you mean? Okay, what happened? What happened the there first There was like night? a shadowy ghost that like sat on the bed with her. How the fuck am I supposed to kill him? Kill him? What do you mean? You kill him. He's, only, he's using like infinite fire, but you still gotta kill him. Sounds like you're talking about the story. Alright, this one is a long read, which is also something you're gonna be in charge of. Yep. Mm -hmm. Bitch, you're gonna read that. No. I've been reading nothing but long stories. You read the long Because you don't read shit. You just sit there I always your read. face going, nah. Alright, so this one's called My Grandma Cursed My Family. <laughs> <laughs> Posted by. Tenemos el jabón en polvo a 30. El líquido. Ese está 35. Es lo menos, pero si lleva dos, dejamos dos por He's paying the, he's giving the customers change. This episode is brought to you by um, Soap, Medina Soap, and Medina Tile. And also, he's starting his own honey company called uh, Miel Medina. So, if anybody's interested, you know where to find us, as always. So, he's coming back already. Welcome back, Tarzan. I was just advertising your honey. Oh, yeah, we do have new honey right now. It's called Medina Miel, or which one sounded better? Miel Medina? Miel Medina. Miel Medina. 
It's all natural? I already advertised it. I'm just saying it's all natural. I think you'll like it. Even though you haven't tasted it, even though I gave you a free jar. I was like, hey, Steven. It was good. I tried it. I told you, hey, Steven. I did it with my pancake. Liar. I did. Liar. So anyways, this was posted by Kiwi Peach. It says, hi, I'm Betsy, and I'm 22. Hi. I come from a Mexican family, and I'm first-generation American. We live in the U.S., and my grandpa resides in Mexico. I apologize if this is long. If this is a long thread, and if you have any questions, please free, feel free to ask me. Thank you, Betsy. We will. When I was 11, our old home was haunted. We would see shadows, or things would move or go missing. We would get touched aggressively, and we would hear people have conversations at night. But we lived in a in an isolated industrial area. We barely had neighbors. At 12 years old, my parents had taken me to a medium, and she confirmed our experiences and even let us know that something dark was attached to us and and at the time I was angry for no reason and I hated everything and everyone I was also suicidal even though I knew I love life and my family when I was outside the home I actually felt normal and happy I was getting attacked emotionally and physically something would try to pull my covers so I can fall off the bed and I would wake up with unaccounted for bruises I was beat and I couldn't sleep anymore if I did, it was with for a few hours. The medium had confirmed that this was a demonic entity and it was sent to us purposely. My family was suffering because we didn't know how to fight something we can't see. As the energy in our house got worse, my parents thought it was best that we move. That's a bad idea, it still follows you. We moved into a new home and it felt good to live in a place with good energy. A couple months into our move, my dad decided to get his parents a visa to visit the US even though he knew his parents didn't like us or my parents marriage he did his, his best to give them everything they did they didn't have also my dad was in denial about my mother's feelings and behavior they stayed in our home for six months when my grandma would make lunch she didn't like when we ate her food they took over my parents room and told my mom to sleep in the futon of OFC, my mother swallowing her pride. What is OFC? SOS. She accommodated. My grandma didn't like when we would go into the room, our parents' room, because we were intruding. They finally left and activity started to pick up again. Yeah, because there's people that have very, very negative, like, you know, like, I'll say this, like, sometimes I'll be looking at, like, some Mexican people. Like, I'll just look at an older person, I'll be like, hello, and they'll have, like, this super mean face. Like, they don't give a damn. Like, they're pissed. Yeah, I mean, they're old already. They've but at the same time, a lot of older people here, they're very nice. You say that. I have a bunch of very, very, very happy older people that buy silk for me. Sure. You saw the Cuban ladies that bought for me. They were older ladies, but they were very, very nice and very happy. Bro, I wasn't going to tell you, but when you went to go put the bags in their truck, they were roasting you. Not really. But they were nice to my face. That's all that matters. I know you're lying. Bro. You wouldn't do that to me. All right, so it says here. <laughs> Again, we would see shadows, but this time they would come out the mirror. The furniture would creak as if someone applied pressure to it and you felt it and you felt as if you weren't alone even though you were. My mom has stated this is happening because of my grandma, but oh OFC, my dad didn't believe it. What of course means. Oh, of course. My mom, I was like, what is that? My mom and my sister began to talk, curse and scream while they they're sleeping. I started to sleep paralysis again and I would get scratched in threes. And I had bruises again. I couldn't sleep or experience my new home in peace. My grandparents I visited again two more times. 
the last time they waited till my dad was at work and they packed their things and left their excuse was what their excuse for that was my mom my mom did, did her best even though they would belittle her in her own home my dad was heartbroken because he was doing his best to provide and they disowned him in 2019 my ha my dad traveled to mexico to say her goodbyes wait what to say his goodbyes to a to a dying cousin people in the village had left my mother no oh i guess you're saying my mom uh their goodbyes to a dying cousin people in the village had let my mother know that my grandma was a bruja and she was known for doing brujería dark magic and she wouldn't let people know that my mother wasn't the woman for her son while my mom was gone i was being attacked things were being thrown aggressively and photos of my mother fell off the shelf i can tell already Have you seen this shit? yeah whatever was in our home was waiting till my mom was far away to hurt me and my little brother when my mom came home, she left. She let my dad know, and he was devastated. He felt guilty because they were using him and because she was mean to us. We co consulted another medium, and she came to our home and confirmed that something was sent to our home to hurt us. We found out that my grandma had stolen some, uh, some of our knickknacks. She had left her personal things in our house and hid them in the closet, and she also left dark magic work in the backyard behind the shed and in the dirt it turns out that she had been cursing us for years but we just couldn't seem to get rid of the work she had done i went to visit my grandma and she was hugged and she hugged me and cried crocodile tears because she missed me so much i've been experiencing this since i was a kid i am 22 now i know it's a demonic entity because i have seen it in the for in its form and i've seen others too they still haunt me they still haunt me and attack me till this day they like to follow me from home to my boyfriend's house when I sleep. They're in my dreams and they like to hold me down when I'm in sleep paralysis mode. I do my absolute to protect myself spiritually and I feel less scared and stronger now. What, whatever my grandma did is strong, but I was told that when one demon knows you, they all know you. I hate that this is my life and I don't seem to know anything else besides, besides it and I don't have anywhere to confide in. Honestly, is one of the better stories I've read. Is it? Yeah, I really liked it. There's a reason why it has a lot of upvotes and like you know people commenting on it. Oh really? Yeah, it has over 82 comments. Like some of them don't even have that. I guess. Uh, well, how many? What are we at? We're not gonna close it yet. Like, there's a story I want to tell. Like, I think it'll be the last story. Go ahead. And basically, this is a Spanish story, right? But I'm just going to paraphrase it because I remember it pretty well. Like, I read it last week and it's still in my head. <coughs> bless you. Be Thank blessed. You. Be blessed, child. So, basically, this story has something to do with a someone paying an older person. Right here. The title is called, I Paid a Witch So She Could Let Me See Her Transform Into a Bird. That's the name of the title, right? Yeah. It's posted by Escoria Gorgonita in Spanish, I guess, in the Mexico Reddit page. So oh. basically, he starts off by saying that 10 years ago, he was in a new village, right? And he made, he made a new friend. And that new friend told him that he had a grandma that was a witch. And so what he did was he told his friend, oh, do you think I can go see her and like see her transform? Because he was very curious about that, right? And so he says that when he went to go visit her, uh. 
she lived by a lake like in the back part of the village and when they went over there he saw like a shrine of hers that had like death why do you keep putting Evie in there that's not a good spirit it's not and so the shrine yeah uh, he says was completely full of money uh-huh. like tons and tons of money like a bunch of 500 pesos which are like 25 bucks here like were overflowing from like all her like co- like people that like went to her and things like that no oh wow you suck and so he says that he felt kind of weird putting his 200 pesos in the middle of all that because that's like what he was going to pay her for the thing uh-huh. And he says that when he met her, they she told them, okay, uh, what do you want, son? And he told her, like, what he wanted to see. And he was very skeptical. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he says that they went off to the forest and she had, like, a, bla- a bag. And she started, like, taking off her clothes. And she put them in that bag. The fuck? There's, like, an older lady. Like, he says, like, she was probably, like, 70 years old. And when she put the things in the bag, she, uh... She, I don't know what happened, but basically she told her nephew, hold, hold on to this for me and you give it to me later. And so she walked away into the distance. She told them to stay there, right? Yeah. And when they did, they saw like a bird flying right from the direction she was at. Oh, wow. And that bird was following them. And so it kind of started, he says that it started guiding them. Uh-huh. And it told them to go to, like, it, it, they basically started following it back to her home. And once it, they did, he says that, um, oh yeah, I forgot there was like this thing where he says like, there was like a big ball of fire too. A big ball of fire. Uh-huh. He says there was like a really big ball of fire, fire and it started going up like 20 to 30 meters above them. <laughs> and then he says that the, the fire like uh, disappeared after she did two uh, like wings, like wing flaps. Uh-huh. And he says, bien chingones, which makes me laugh. <laughs> he's like, I could even hear it. And he's like, I don't know why they say that they turn into lechuzas. Uh-huh. He's like, it looked more like a buitre, uraca, or a condor. A condor? Yeah. And he says that it picked up the bag with its beak with that had herbs and her things. And it, pa- it passed by them above. It passed the right to pass them, like above them. Is this a true story? Yeah, he says that he doesn't forget the like the flattering of the wings, like how the wings were moving and like the noise they made. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, it's like a guy's story from Mexico. And he says that he didn't really get a chance to see him after that because he moved to the U.S. He's like, but if you're reading this, bro, add me on Messenger. Because <laughs> I want to talk to you. Yeah, it says on the end right there. But yeah, this is the final story. It was really interesting and it was stuck in my head based on like what he had told him. And he just sucked. Give me that. I changed party. I don't care. He's so talking. we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up there. And uh, we didn't get time to talk about the black-eyed children. No, black-eyed peas will be probably next time. Next time for sure. Uh, tonight we're going to do the watch-along for Hereditary, so stay tuned. Um, anything else you want to say? No, not, nothing really. Just thank you guys for listening. Uh, Weren't you going to say something share about... Share the like, podcast uh, with our friends. Weren't you going to say something like uh, George Bush doesn't like black people or something like that? <laughs> I never said that. Oh. I really hate these like support characters these guys have. Anyways, yeah, uh, this is Nightmares Explained signing out. Y'all have a great and scary, <laughs> wonderful day. <laughs>